1: Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark
0: Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. See the protesters in Iran? Well, depending on what network you watch, you may not. I understand only two Democrats running for president have spoken up in support of them. I'm sure Bernie Sanders is not one of them. Isn't it amazing? Our media get very, very upset when you tell them they're on the side of the terrorists or the enemy. Oh, no, no, you can't say that. You better give us an apology. I'm not encouraging you to go to this site, Mediaite, which I link to from time to time to use it as a foil, but what a left-wing kook site. Not as well be Media Matters against America. But that's not what we're doing today. We're going to do something a little differently. Oh, yeah. So I was doing research for the program, all this talk about Bernie Sanders moving up in Iowa. He could be the nominee of the Democrat Party thought to myself, when is this guy really going to get the kind of examination he needs? The things he has said on behalf of communists and communism all through the decades since before he was mayor Burlington, Vermont, where are these things? Well, I did find them at the site Reason, a libertarian site. And they say why Bernie Sanders' communist misadventures still matter. And I want to play some of this for you. Matter of fact, I want to play most of it for you. We want to salute Reason, who pulled this together several months ago. You need to know who Bernie Sanders is, because if you're watching Deface the Nation or Meet the Depressed, or Next Week with Stephanopoulos, if you're watching CNN and MSNBC, if you're reading the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, NBC, ABC, CBS, watching any of them, or most newsrooms, a vacuum all newsrooms in this country, you'll not know a damn thing about Bernie Sanders. That he's a Marxist. They try to downplay it. You know, every conservative's alt-right, fascist, white supremacist. Bernie Sanders, a democratic socialist. Oh, you mean like a European? Oh, yes, of course. Bernie Sanders is the biggest liar running for president today on the Democrat side. And that's saying a lot. I mean, you got Biden there and Elizabeth Warren pretended to be an American Indian her entire career. Biden pretended to actually have an IQ most of his career. Who else is running? Doesn't matter. Let's get started. Seriously. Up the volume. Anything going on in the background, push it away. Why Bernie Sanders' communist misadventures still matter. Hat tip. Reason cut 15 go
2: you know it's funny sometimes american journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food that's a good thing In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. The distribution of wealth in this country is one of the most unfair and distorted in the entire world. I think you change it through tax tax laws. I think you change it through public ownership of significant parts of the economy. Everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world. They forgot that he
3: educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. Throughout his career, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders has explained away the inevitable downside. of massively increasing the power of the state over the individual.
4: It's a dictatorship. It's a poor economy.
3: We want changes. But have some good things been done in Cuba? Yes. Sanders once identified as a radical socialist who admired the achievements of Cuba under Fidel, of Nicaragua under the Sandinistas, and of the Soviet Union right up to the fall of the Berlin Wall.
2: Their public transportation system was the cleanest, most effective mass transit system that I've ever seen in my life. The stations themselves were absolutely beautiful, including many works of art, chandeliers that were beautiful.
3: Running for office in Vermont in the 70s, Sanders sought a top tax rate of 100%, saying nobody should earn more than a million dollars. Sanders wanted to stop businesses from moving out of their original communities, saying the ultimate solution to protect workers was national legislation that would bring about the public ownership of the major means of production. He favored the public ownership of utilities, banks, and major industries without compensation to investors or stockholders.
5: Face it, you don't find too many socialists in elective office in this country, and one is elected mayor of a sizable city, well, that's news.
3: Shortly after he was elected mayor of Burlington, Vermont, in 1981, Sanders told a room full of charity workers I don't believe in charities because only the government should provide social services to the needy. Though so I believe that the profit motive is fundamental to human nature. The answer is no. I think the spirit of cooperation, that you and I can work together better rather than having to compete against each other and destroy each other. Healthcare is a right. Today Sanders calls himself a democratic socialist and has himself become a millionaire. I wrote a best-selling book. If
4: you write a best-selling book, you could be a millionaire too.
3: He favors single payer health care, free public college for all, and a fifteen dollar minimum wage.
4: We're not talking about Venezuela, we're not talking about Cuba. So the next time that you hear me attacked as a socialist, remember this. I don't believe government should take over, you know, the grocery store down the street or own
3: the means of production. But one thing has remained constant as Sanders has shifted his model for U.S. policy from Nicaragua, Cuba, and the USSR to Denmark, Finland, and Sweden. In all of these countries, he's misled his followers about what's really happening.
2: As a socialist, the word socialism does not frighten me, and I think it's probably fair to say that the Nicaraguan government is primarily a socialist government. The government there has the strange and unusual idea that they should attempt to do something for the people of Nicaragua, rather than for the United States corporations. They are now teaching poetry,
3: not only to peasants and to workers, but in the the military, in the police department. When Sanders was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, he vowed that his city would defy the Reagan administration's embargo against Nicaragua and the Sandinistas, who had overthrown an American-backed dictator and instituted a revolutionary socialist government. In 1985, Sanders traveled to Nicaragua to attend a celebration in honor of the revolution's sixth anniversary. I mean, it's unbelievable to say that a mayor of a city of 38,000 is now the highest-ranking American to visit them and during the celebration of their revolution. I was treated, you know, in, in a special way. Surrounded by reporters at the airport upon his return, Sanders was enthusiastic about what he had seen in Nicaragua. Many of the things that we saw were impressive. There's a tremendous sense of energy. Sanders praised the Sandinista leadership and President Daniel Ortega. Ortega is an Impressive
2: guy. Ernesto Cardenal is a, is a funny looking guy. He's gray hair. And he really does remind you of the hippie. They are not. To quote Ronald Reagan, Looney Tunes characters. I so just went all around and stopped people and asked them, are you with the government or not? They kind of laughed. They don't quite understand what you're talking about. Of course they're with the government. Now, obviously, I will be attacked by every editorial writer in the free press for being a dumb dude. Maybe I am. Uh, I was impressed by their intelligence and
3: by their sincerity. These are not political hacks. He praised the seizure of private farms and businesses. In terms of land reform, giving for the first time in their lives real land to farmers
2: and people of Nicaragua, the poor people. respect that. Rich people, needless to say, who used to have a good
3: life there, are not terribly happy. What Sanders didn't mention was that by 1985, international watchdog groups had exposed the Sandinistas' significant human rights violations. A 1981 report by the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights revealed mass executions and persecution of indigenous peoples. And just two years before Sanders made his trip, Time Magazine reported that hundreds of citizens were disappearing every month at the hands of the Sandinistas.
2: Many of us get depressed about what's going on in Nicaragua today, the absolute lies that are coming out of the White House. In fact, we have a right to be very exhilarating.
3: Sanders accused the American government and media of conspiring to cover up a socialist success story. The important story is not Nicaragua.
2: When you read the New York Times, the real truth is not being told, and how that's obfuscated. Okay, That's what the interesting story is. If you get on the air and you say, I'm sympathetic to the Sandinista government. I think it was right they made their revolution. They're trying to do the right thing. No good. My point to Ortega is they are not getting their message of what they are trying to do out to the American people.
6: Being is there anything at all that you would say? That that's, that's, that's enough for that's
2: that's
3: that's that's tonight. I, really, I, I just came back for a 14-hour trip, so I the Sandinistas would remain in power for five more years after Sanders' visit, and the Nicaraguan Permanent Commission on Human Rights would go on to document over 14,000 instances of rape, torture, and murder during their reign.
2: They really were talking about a transformation of society, giving power to the poor people, to the working people. And that has caused the conflict, uh, needless to say, in Nicaragua, which we're seeing today.
0: I'm live now, and you can see why I'm playing this. You can see why I'm playing this, because Bernie Sanders has not gotten the examination from the Democrat Party unfree press that he deserves. And on college campuses, the Marxist tenured professors think he's great because they sound and teach exactly what he does. Bernie Sanders has gotten away with the big red lie his entire life, but not here behind this microphone. He is a Marxist who supports the most. Vile Marxist regimes. The Nicaraguan Sandinistas were mass murderers. They're back in power. They basically overthrew an elected government. He praised Cuba. He praised the Soviet Union. He praised Venezuela. And this isn't being reported, is it? Is it? With all the resources and time they have at CNN and MSNBC and elsewhere, why does this guy get a pass? Instead, all we hear is Hillary tried to stop him. All we hear is Biden's trying to stop him. The impeachment process, Pelosi's trying to stop him. Well, maybe so, and that's fine by me. All these Democrats running for office are reprobates. But he shouldn't get a pass. He should be exposed for exactly what the hell he is. Cut 16, go.
2: Now, I remember, for some reason, I was being very excited when, when Fidel Castro made the revolution in Cuba. When I was a kid and I remember reading that. And it just seemed right and appropriate that poor people were rising up against rather
3: ugly, rich people. While Sanders was still mayor of Burlington, he traveled to Cuba in 1989 to seek a meeting with Fidel Castro, though he ended up settling for the mayor of Havana. By this time, Castro had seized private farms and businesses, imprisoned artists, created informant squads to monitor and arrest dissenters, and forced gay citizens and other under desirables into labor camps.
2: Everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world. All the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They had forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care,
3: totally transformed the society. You know, not to say that uh, Fidel Castro or Cuba are perfect. They are certainly not. Castro was open about his need to limit individual rights in order to ensure collective rights. He understood that curbing press freedoms was a prerequisite for the success of a socialist government, saying he couldn't tolerate dissidents in the mass media because the people's cohesion is fundamental.
6: If you ask us if a paper could appear here against socialism, I could say honestly, no, it cannot appear. In that sense, we do not
0: have the freedom of the press that you possess in the U.S.
3: But Sanders disagreed with Castro. He thought the American press was similarly compromised because it was controlled by politicians and big money interests.
2: Beginning to read about the Cuban Revolution, and what I was more impressed about is how it was being reported in the United States press. And I began to understand that you don't always hear all of the truth. For example, just last night I was watching Canadian television, which we get down here. There was a program on Cuba. We're not allowed to see those programs here in the United States. Just because Ronald Reagan dislikes
3: these people does not mean to say that the people in their own nations feel the same way. Today, the Cuban government censors the Internet, bans public displays of affection between gay couples, and jails people for criticizing the government. You could say there's some positive things in Cuba, some
4: very negative things. Fifty years after the revolution, people still can't uh, dissent with freedom. The economy is terrible. But, you know, it's somehow... They've decided that Cuba is the only non-democratic country in the world.
0: You can see how slimy and sleazy Sanders is. You can see his propaganda and his use of language. Of course, they're not perfect, but they're free this, free this. And you can see over time how he'll abandon failed experiments, Marxist socialist experiments, and then cling on to others, new ones that that might be more attractive to college students and suburban housewives. More when I return. We'll be right back. Mark As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I must confess... I need to spend more time on it, but I couldn't find a single communist revolution in the past half century that Bernie Sanders has criticized. Isn't that amazing, Mr. Producer? I couldn't find a single communist revolution that Bernie Sanders has criticized in the last half century. If they're out there, great. They're the exceptions to the rule, I can tell you. He views them all as these people uprisings these are all police states they're all police states now would we turn the i mean the greatest country on the face of the earth with the greatest economy the greatest freedom the greatest civil society to the extent it's degraded it's degraded mostly by the left will we turn this into another communist experiment i'm tired of this phrase democratic socialism. You call it what it is. We have allowed the status progressive left to steal the language. Call it what it is. Now you heard him talking about owning private property, means of production. This is all Marxism. Now he tries to candy coat it, or sugar coat it, or pretend he wouldn't go that far, but he would go that far. This constant attack on American corporations by the Bernie Sanders left and the so-called populist conservative right is disgusting. These are American businesses. They're creation of entrepreneurs. They get big because of you. You're investors. You have pension plans all of which are tied to these American companies. These American companies hire the American people if you're not self-employed or work for the government. I do not understand why we allow American companies to be the, uh, the punching bag all the time. All the time. Or the American healthcare system, to the extent there's lines, there's bureaucracy, you can blame the insurance company. <coughs> A dump. But the insurance companies, like the pharmaceutical companies, more and more like the doctors and nurses in the hospitals, are the playthings of the federal government <laughs> that endlessly passes laws and regulates them. you ever taken the time to read these explanations when you get a statement on what the insurance company's paying and what it's not it goes on for pages. That's because the government writes those things or compels those things. But anyway, putting putting that aside, you can be a traditional liberal in this country. But Bernie Sanders is not that. He is a Marxist. That's what he is. Dressed up as a quote unquote democratic socialist, whatever the hell that is. I've got a few more sound bites I want to play. Oh, there's Judge Judy. I'm wearing, uh, waiting for Jerry Springer to be out there campaigning for uh, Bernie Sanders. Who are these idiots, anyway? I'll be right back. You hear me talk about Hillsdale College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum, about its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago... Hillsdale College was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes—learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom.
7: america's tyranny hunter call in now
0: 877 all right bernie sanders this is your pathetic left-wing marxist life nobody else will do it i'll do it thanks to our friends at reason and we'll continue with our friends at reason the real bernie sanders he's not just a kind of cool old guy Reading poetry under a tree and so forth. He is a complete dark red leftist. That's what he is. Right out of Brooklyn, New York. Cut 17, go.
2: To the great soviet people the builders of communism I mean, the problem with the word socialism is that very often it's been equated with what happens in the
3: soviet union which is authoritarianism and totalitarianism i believe very strongly in the right of dissent sanders traveled to the soviet union in 1988 three years before its collapse he had gotten married to his second wife jane the day before leaving and the trip doubled as what he called quote a very strange honeymoon <laughs> Sanders formalized Burlington's relationship with its Russian sister city, Yaroslavl, and praised the communist government's social and cultural achievements.
2: We went to a theater in Yaroslavl, which was absolutely beautiful, had three separate stages, including a puppeteer uh, area, and the cost, the highest price of a ticket that you can get, was the equivalent of dollar fifty.
3: En route home, a journalist confronted him again at the airport with reporting by the Associated Press of dilapidated unsanitary living conditions and food shortages in Yaroslavl. If
2: there was no hot water and no food, you know, I can't, none of us can exhaust, exhaust the study of living conditions in Yaroslavl. I didn't notice much deprivation, How it is that a fair statement?
3: Later, he said he was impressed by Soviet officials' transparency in acknowledging their housing crisis, which he found comparable to America's.
2: We have a major housing crisis, which they acknowledge, but they acknowledge that not only do they not have enough housing, but the construction and the quality of their housing is also not adequate. And they were very free uh, to mention that. But you know, one can't isolate a situation and say, look, socialism has failed over there. Compared to what? Do you know that in the United States of America today, the average married
3: couple can no longer afford? at home. Sanders also appreciated the Soviets' openness about other issues and believed policymakers in the U.S. had much to learn from the communist system.
2: They are absolutely open in acknowledging that they are not a democratic society. Their healthcare system is free, but they would be uh, open to acknowledge that it is probably 10 years behind the United States in terms of medical technology. We were willing to be critical of the United States. We were there to say, yeah, we have problems, you have problems. There are strengths to your system, there are strengths to our system. Our goal was let's take the strengths of both systems.
0: Yeah, right. Strengths of both systems. Then you get New York, California, New Jersey, Mr. Producer. And our final clip, Bernie Sanders and his embrace of Marxism-Communism. Cut 18, go.
3: What I believe
0: in has nothing to do with Communism.
3: After a failed run for governor of Vermont in 1986, around the fall of the Soviet Union, Sanders set his sights on higher office. You know, we freed the slaves a long, long time ago. But in many respects, the average working person today has very little rights. He rebranded himself a democratic socialist and won a seat in Congress in 1990. Authoritarian communism has been a vicious political system, which over its
2: length of time has resulted in the murder of many, many millions of people. As an economic system, it has not
4: succeeded. Now let's just
0: stop there. I wasn't going to interrupt at all, and I haven't, but you see how he moves Cuba? You don't hear about it. Nicaragua, Soviet Union, he liked, and then he dumped on. See, they just didn't try Marx's the right way, ladies and gentlemen. Bernie's got the right way. Go ahead.
2: The it's the most. That has nothing to do with democratic socialism.
3: Today, Sanders objects to comparisons between his policies and those of the Sandinistas or Castro's. When I talk
4: about democratic socialism, I'm not looking at Venezuela. I'm not looking at Cuba.
3: I'm looking at countries like Denmark and Sweden. What hasn't changed is Sanders' unwillingness to acknowledge the political and economic realities of the countries he points to as models. Scandinavia is a bastion of free market capitalism. In the Libertarian Fraser Institute's 2018 Human Freedom Index, Norway, Denmark and Finland ranked higher than the United States. And in 2015, the Danish Prime Minister directly contradicted Sanders' claims. I know that uh, some people in in the U.S. associate the Nordic model with some sort of
8: socialism. Therefore I would like to make one thing uh, clear. Uh, Denmark is uh, far from a socialist planned economy. It might surprise some of you,
3: but Forbes last year named Denmark the best country in the world for business. Denmark does offer expansive social benefits, including single-payer health care, free education and months of paid family leave. What is the catch, you could ask? And the most obvious one is of course
8: the high taxes. The top income tax in Denmark is almost 60%.
0: When you think about 90%, you don't think that's obviously too high? No.
3: Danish citizens also pay a 25% sales tax and excise taxes on cars of up to 180%. But tax revenue in Nordic countries isn't enough to pay for their social programs, which are unsustainable in their current form. We have no choice but to reform our society in order to preserve the welfare state and the public support for it. Sweden is raising its retirement age and further privatizing parts of its healthcare system. In Finland, the coalition government recently resigned after it failed to pass reforms it viewed as crucial to averting financial ruin. Denmark is increasing its retirement age to 73 and cutting spending and taxes. The answer cannot always be, send more money. I want to improve our competitiveness, reduce taxes for business, remove ripped tape. Sanders also points to Norway as a model, a country where massive oil production subsidizes the welfare benefits of a population that's roughly 62 times smaller than in the U.S. He never acknowledges fundamental differences between the Nordic countries in America or the true costs of the policies he champions. Sanders wants to offer even more generous benefits than those in Scandinavia and thinks that the wealthiest taxpayers can simply foot the bill. So you're saying
7: we can pay for all this without raising taxes on anybody but the 1%?
3: May have to go down a little bit lower than that, but not much lower. Sanders has proposed a government takeover of the healthcare sector, or about 18% of GDP, at a cost of $32 trillion over 10 years. He wants to increase social security benefits, offer free public college, and grant the state sweeping new powers to tackle climate change through the Green New Deal, policies that would add at least another $50 trillion to the budget.
4: When you're dealing with the future of the planet, I don't know how you go too far. These are not radical extremist ideas. I am not coming before the American people and say, look, I am this radical, wild-eyed socialist crazy ideas but listen to me you know you have more and more growth producing That's products that you do not necessarily need i mean you know at the end of the day you don't necessarily need a choice of 23 underarm spray the other <laughs> or 18 different pairs of sneakers when children are hungry in this country
3: It's all in keeping with his decades long pattern of ignoring the downsides of centralizing authority and massively increasing the size of the government.
4: Massive investments. Massive investments. Massive investments. Massive investments. My vision is not just making modest changes around the edge. It is transforming American society. So when I use the word socialist, and I know some people are uncomfortable about it, I say that it is imperative, that we create a political revolution, and I hope you will be part of that movement, because if you are, we can in
3: fact transform this country. So as American voters consider whether to sign up for part two of Sanders' political revolution, they should consider whether this time it really will be different.
2: They really were talking about a transformation of society. Healthcare in Nicaragua is now free. It is terrible. It is very primitive compared to what we get, but they now have it free.
0: All right. You believe this idiot? You believe he's gotten away with this for decades? You believe the man's running for president of the United States? He has a shot at being nominated and the media do not cover him in the way he needs to be covered. They just say the Democrats are getting nervous because maybe he's too far to the left. And yet the media are not nervous in the least. AOC endorses him because she's another moron of the hard left. And of course the media had promoted her. She's a nobody, but they took her from not even a backbencher and have been promoting her ever since. Pretty pretty shocking, isn't it? This is the real Bernie Sanders. You know what we're going to do next hour? We're going to talk about Mike Bloomberg. Communist China's favorite candidate. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a toss-up between him and Sanders, but they love Mike Bloomberg because Bloomberg has made a fortune in China. And should he become president, we're going to have a blast with Bloomberg in the investigations and the subpoenas and the bank records and all the rest. He's worth tens of billions of dollars. He's spending a fortune, he and Soros, to change the political landscape in your towns, in your counties, and in your cities. Bloomberg, even more than Soros this time, but still Soros, spending fortune in the state of Virginia to elect gun control freaks. Now the people of Virginia are going to have to face this. The Democrats have a one-vote majority in the United, in the uh, Virginia Senate, a five-vote majority in the Virginia House of Delegates, out of 100. And already, they're running with the most wild, extreme agenda you can imagine. Because now, Northern Virginia, which is essentially Washington, D.C., and Maryland, are running Virginia, is running Virginia. Shocking. The Commonwealth, which gave us George Washington, The Virginia Declaration of Rights and George Mason, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, Patrick Henry, and so many others has been taken over by the monarchical left. I'll be right back. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive primus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money— Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I have to admit, I was shocked that the Titans beat the Ravens, weren't you guys? And yet the Titans played great. The, the Ravens not so much, though. Of course, the Steelers fans have the Ravens, but nobody cares about that, quite frankly. I was shocked. Just a lot of mistakes, too. But you got to give it to Tennessee, boy. They did the job. And um, it's a good game between uh, Green Bay and Seattle right to the end. And Green Bay won. So that should be very interesting. Very good. Now, I bet you haven't heard most of what you heard in the first 40 minutes of this show related to Bernie Sanders. I'm not saying... <coughs> dump. I'm not saying you haven't heard some of it. I'm saying you haven't heard all of it. People say to me, why don't I run for president? There's a lot of reasons, of course. I don't have that big of an ego. Now, can you imagine they'd be playing my tape over and over and over and over again? But not for Bernie Sanders. Because they like Bernie Sanders. They like him a lot. But what do you know about him? Now you know a lot about him. What has he ever done? What has he ever accomplished? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Then there's Mike Bloomberg. Another sleazeball. Another chameleon. He runs for mayor of New York. He was a Democrat, becomes a Republican, becomes an Independent, becomes a Democrat. The order may be different, but who cares? And he throws his money around left and right. Trump didn't do that. Then he announces, I think it was 2012, 2013, that he's a big gun control uh, nut job. So he spends an enormous amount of money trying to destroy the Second Amendment. Meanwhile, as a multi-billionaire, he pays for bodyguards, flies private jets, private helicopters, all the time talking about climate change. Really. Unbelievable. You got another billionaire running among the Democrats. This guy Steyer made a fortune off energy. Now he doesn't believe in energy. Now I can focus on Mike Bloomberg and gun control and at some point I will. Because his agenda is ultra radical. If you don't want to own a gun and you live in Manhattan, that's up to you. But some of us don't live in Manhattan. And we want to own a gun. And we do own guns. And we don't hurt people with them either. Isn't that amazing? Tens of millions of people own hundreds of millions of weapons. And if we were all bad guys, there'd be a lot more killing going on in this country. But we're not. We're good guys. We're the guys who pay the taxes. And go to work. And allow the left to redistribute our wealth that we create. To other people. And then at the same time, everybody's rich who's not one of them. They attack the rich. They're multi-billionaires. Are you a multi-billionaire? Maybe you have a comfortable living? You won't have a comfortable living when they're done. I can tell you that right now. But what we're going to focus on here is, shockingly, a Washington compost piece by Michael Cranish. I don't know if he still has a job over there or not. The problem is it came out January 1 at 1.09 p.m., so nobody read it. I wasn't on the air January 1 at 1.09 p.m. Nobody was on the air at January 1, 1.09 p.m. They're all best-of shows. All reruns on TV. So while this is a remarkable story, the obvious thing is the top editors at the Washington Compost decided to bury it. Amazon, Bezos, Washington Post. Billionaires protecting billionaires on the left. And the headline of this story, Bloomberg's business in China has grown. That could create unprecedented entanglements if he's elected president. Now, I think one of the reasons I mean this, Bloomberg has decided to take on Trump is because Trump's hurting his business or will hurt his business. Because Trump's taking on China, the greatest threat we face in this country. I mean, other than the left, which is trying to destroy us from within. And Bloomberg loves the Chinese regime, including Xi. Gets along with them, great. Now, this is a guy that runs a media empire who claims to support the First Amendment while he's trying to destroy the Second Amendment. Trust me. Michael Bloomberg doesn't believe in the Constitution. Otherwise, he wouldn't conduct himself the way he does. But he doesn't give a damn what the Red Chinese are doing to their people. Doesn't give a damn at all. So we're going to listen to what he had to say about Communist China. And then we're going to listen about his entanglements with Communist China. Even more than the Diane Frankenstein family, if you can believe that. Hello America, I'm Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Michael Bloomberg wants to be president, nobody knows why exactly. He says he'll spend a billion dollars, if he's not the nominee, to even help Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. So he's a complete fraud. Complete fraud. He attacks the Constitution... Constantly and religiously. Now, he was on a show called Firing Line. No, not the great Bill Buckley, but on PBS in September 2019. None of these people will come on my show. Why? Why do you think? Could ruin their careers, I suppose, to get really serious, tough, deep questions. I've told every single one of them. We'll treat them with respect, Mr. Produce. You want to reach out to Bloomberg, please? And uh, here he's asked questions about China, climate change, and greenhouse emissions, but I want you to listen very, very, very carefully. You heard Bernie Sanders in the first hour, now you hear Mike Bloomberg. Cut 14, go.
9: The Communist Party wants to stay in power in China, and they listen to the public. When the public says, I can't breathe the air, uh, Xi Jinping is not a dictator. He has to satisfy his constituents, or he's not going to survive. And he's not a dictator. No, he has to. He has a constituency to answer he to. Doesn't uh,
5: have a vote. He doesn't have a democracy. He doesn't. That he's doesn't not mean held he can survive if his
9: if his advisors. They <laughs> check
5: on him. Just a revolution.
9: You're not going to have a revolution. Nobody. Su- well, no th- government survives without the will of the majority of its people.
0: Now stop. This is a stupidly insane human being. No government survives without the will of the majority of its people. Have you looked at Syria? Have you looked at Cuba? Have you looked at any of these regimes? You see, clown, they're disarmed. That's the whole point. They're disarmed. So they can't stand up to these regimes. And if you had your way, you would disarm everyone all over the world. And these regimes would have a free reign. That's why your position is so counter to the Founding Fathers. But listen to how he talks about China. He's more excited about China than he is about the United States in terms of liberty. China is a repressive, authoritarian, genocidal regime. It's rounded up at least two million Muslims and put them in concentration camps. It's destroying what's left of the Christian churches. You see what it's done to the Tibetans? You see what's going on in Hong Kong. And this fool seeks to protect his empire. And he knows Xi, and he gets along with this guy. I mean, honestly, it does remind me of the kowtowing early on in the Third Reich. Oh, it'll be all right, by Joseph Kennedy Sr., that was all right. No big deal. Fact. Kind of liked it. This Mike Bloomberg is a very, very sick man. And yet look how they prop him up. And look how he props up himself. He has a constituency to answer to. His advisors? His advisors? He chooses his advisors. And if they don't stick with him, he gets rid of them. He's consolidated power. Do you really want Mike Bloomberg in the Oval Office, ladies and gentlemen, dealing with China? China wants Mike Bloomberg in the Oval Office in the worst way. And all these communist genocidal regimes want Bernie Sanders in the Oval Office in the worst way. Let's start from the top now. Listen very carefully. Mike Bloomberg, cut 14, go.
9: The Communist Party wants to stay in power in China, and they listen to the public. When the public says, I can't breathe the air, Xi Jinping is not a dictator. He has to satisfy his Now, they have social
0: credit scores there. They have cameras everywhere. They have little police barracks with two to four police in every neighborhood. They monitor everything. The people have no say whatsoever, None. None. They control the Internet, they control the news, they control travel. To listen to Bloomberg here, lying through his teeth is unbelievable. They have this tyrannical, fascistic mindset. Sorry, but it's true. Twy is no problem, trashing the Second Amendment while he's protected. But continue to listen. Go ahead.
9: He's not going to survive. Anymore. He's not a dictator? No, he has to. He has a constituency to answer he to. He doesn't and
5: have a vote. He doesn't have a democracy.
9: He doesn't. That he's doesn't not held mean accountable he by voters. If his, if his advisors <laughs> if, if, gave isn't him. they check
5: on him just a revolution?
9: You're not going to have a revolution. Su- well, no so- government survives without the will of the majority of its people. Okay, the Chinese Communist Party looks at Russia and they look for where the Communist Party is and they don't find it anymore and they don't want that to
0: happen. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. They look at Russia and they don't have a Communist Party anymore. And they don't want that to happen to them. If you don't have a president like Reagan or quite frankly a president like Trump challenging these regimes Of course you have them. Of course you do. And they exist for a very, very long time. The Russian communist system existed almost a century. The Chinese now, over half a century. But the idea that the advisors, if the advisors don't support you, He doesn't point to Syria. Look what's going on in Syria, communist
9: or no communist.
0: Anyway, go ahead.
9: They really are responsive, and he is making changes. It would be better if China did more. If their people can go to their government and say, "If American can do it, why can't we do it?" Are you I'm... kidding
0: me? Are you kidding me? Give us one example of that, you clown, you fool. One example. Go ahead.
5: The idea that the Chinese government is responsive to sort of a, a democratic expression of fresh oh, air, clean air. Of course air. they are. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at the people in Hong come Kong on, who go, are on, go, protesting. Go back and, go back and, and, and read, the, the, go back and
9: read the press the say. days when you have big pollution in, in, in Beijing and they're doing something about it. That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. They are very responsive what to What does big
0: pollution in Beijing have to do? Very responsive to that. Of course they're in existence. They believe to create the most perfect society on the face of the earth. It's not about pollution. To create the most perfect society on the face of the earth, just read Marx. you got to get rid of the malcontents. you got to destroy what is. Now they have gulags. They have death camps. They have indoctrination centers. People are being raped by the God knows how many and tortured and murdered. And listen to this guy. The people are responsive. Tell me, how many concentration camps do we have? None. Does he talk about the United States as glowingly as he talks about communist China? No. And this is a man who's made billions and billions as an American citizen. And when we come back, I'll tell you why he's in the back pocket of China. It's amazing that the Democrats talk about Trump this way and he's not in anybody's back pocket. But let's talk about Bloomberg when we return. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: It's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over 21 billion dollars but searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls until now thanks to the zebra.com the zebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only place you can compare quotes side by side from over 100 providers and choose the best for you in 90 seconds or less plus they'll never sell your information to the spam so you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few questions on a simple, fast form, and they find you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the Zebra kayak for auto insurance. Now, the best part is that it's completely free. You can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com. Whatever your economic situation, the Zebra is committed to helping you save. How much can you save on car and home insurance? Go today and start saving at thezebra.com zebra.com That's TheZebra.com slash Levin, spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. So Bernie Sanders is a Red, and Michael Bloomberg supports the Reds. Let's get started with the Washington Compost piece that nobody read. Because when it was published, Mike Bloomberg was presiding over his inaugural Bloomberg New Economy Forum in Singapore in 2018. When, to the surprise of some of the audience, he gushed about one of China's top government officials, Vice President Wang Hishan was quote the most influential political figure in China," said Bloomberg. "In the world and in the world," Bloomberg said, breaking from a prepared text that had said the keynote speaker was one of the most influential. Bloomberg noted that he and Wang had first met at Bloomberg's home 15 years earlier when he was mayor of New York and Wang was mayor of Beijing. And he praised the vice president for helping lead China, quote, through a period of extraordinary growth, unquote, Then in September, amid mass pro democracy protests in Hong Kong and human rights activists decrying China's imprisonment of Muslim minorities, Bloomberg seemed to go out of his way to defend Beijing saying in a television interview that you heard that President Xi Xi Jinping is not a dictator, quote-unquote. Bloomberg said Xi, quote, has to satisfy his constituents or he's not going to survive, unquote. It's a nut. President Trump's, if President Trump's unprecedented decision to retain ownership of his global real estate business has tested the limits of America's ethics laws and traditions, sparking lawsuits and allegations of influence by foreign interests, a Bloomberg presidency could present a whole new level of overseas entanglements with China as a prime example. Tensions have grown between what, and by the way, other than this story, how come this isn't a daily drumbeat about Bloomberg? Why? Because he's spending hundreds of millions of dollars trashing the Constitution and trashing Trump. not going to take him out yet. Tensions have grown between Washington and Beijing in recent years amid trade disputes, clashes over democracy and human rights, and disagreements over China's efforts to expand its influence around the world. Yet Bloomberg, who's spending tens of millions of dollars of his own money to compete for the Democratic presidential nomination, has deepened his entanglements with that key U.S. adversary, forging close financial ties there while showering praise on the Communist Party leaders whose goodwill is required to play a role in that fast-growing market. What a sleazeball. The billionaire whose core business sells financial information to investors has led efforts since 2015 to make it easier for American companies to trade in Chinese currency, a move embraced by China's largest banks. He expanded one of his company's financial indexes, which could steer $150 billion into China while earning his firm an undisclosed amount in fees. See all this sleazy stuff that goes on behind the scenes while you're working hard? You look at a guy like Bloomberg. He's a pretty stupid man. You look at a guy like Tom Steyer, another pretty stupid guy, and you wonder, how do these guys make billions? How do they make billions? Because they're sleazeballs. Some people make billions the old-fashioned way, but there's a lot of billionaires, and most of them are on the left who are sleazeballs. Did I say sleazeballs, Mr. Producer? All told, mainland China accounts for 1% of Bloomberg's revenue and Hong Kong for another 4%. Overall, Bloomberg's LP's $10 billion in annual revenue far surpasses that of the Trump Organization, which was at least $435 million in 2018, according to Trump's financial disclosure. Well, of course, Trump isn't in the private sector anymore either, but that's a secondary issue. Trump's ownership of hotels, including one near the White House, has been challenged as a violation of a constitutional provision that forbids a president from taking payments from foreign governments. Trump doesn't take any payments from foreign governments. But Bloomberg, quote, his business is far broader, interwoven into the financial fabric throughout the world. See, Trump's is not. While Bloomberg has stepped aside from running his privately held company as he runs for president, He's maintained his 88% ownership stake. If elected, a spokesman said, Bloomberg would either put the company in a blind trust or sell it. It's not clear whether putting his business in a blind trust would negate questions about a conflict of interest because Bloomberg would know the main asset of the trust is his company. Let me tell you something uh, there, bloomers. Let me tell you something. Because you and your party have supported absolute reckless subpoenas and attacks on President Trump's businesses, you're gonna get that times a thousand, and I'm gonna make sure of it. That's right. Hear it loud and far, all you left-wing websites. Point it out. Same with you, Steyer. If Bloomberg is elected president, he would immediately have to deal with the same Chinese officials he worked with closely as the chief executive of his business. But in his new role, he would be embroiled in the trade war and face questions about how to deal with China's human rights violation and its handling of pro-democracy protesters. Look, we already know. He's praised China. There's not a damn thing that genocidal regime can do that will upset Bloomberg. I mean, the guy runs a press agency, doesn't he read what they're reporting? But remember, they said most of his money is on financial investment advice and financial investments, not even on the press side of his business. Kyle Bass, a hedge fund manager, whose past investments once included a bet that Chinese currency would fall in value, said voters inevitably will ask whether Bloomberg feels beholden to China. The Chinese government, Bass said, quote, has enormous financial leverage over anyone who does business with them. And so when Mike Bloomberg does interviews and says, Xi is not a dictator... I believe Bloomberg is blinded by his wallet. And Bass that he believes Bloomberg is the most capable of all presidential candidates, but said his biggest weakness and biggest vulnerability is China. Well, then how is he the most capable? It's a problem for a president, a public official, to continue to own business interests in countries that have, designated, have been designated by the U.S. government as a strategic competitor said Andrew Nathan, a Chinese specialist and professor of political science at Columbia. Bloomberg declined an interview request. His spokes idiot, Jason Schechter, oh, Jason Schechter, said in a written response to questions that, as president, Mike will speak up about areas where he, we have profound differences with China, including human rights, democratic freedoms, and trade. Did it sound that way to you, Mr. Producer? I thought he embraced all the tyranny. Schechter said Bloomberg supports sanctions against China in response to gross violation of human rights against Uyghurs. Then why can't Bloomberg sit for an interview and say it himself? In addition, Schechter said Bloomberg believes, quote, the Chinese have taken advantage of the global trading system in ways that hurt U.S. workers, that President, he would want to address these problems. This is such a lie. A spokesman for the Chinese foreign ministry declined to discuss Bloomberg, saying China will not comment on specific individuals, enterprises, or relevant business activities. While adding, the country welcomed all endeavors that continue the China-U.S. friendship and cooperation. Bloomberg is the ninth richest person in the world, although that would not be known by examining the 500-person Bloomberg Billionaires Index. The company's policy... It's not the cover itself. So Bloomberg himself, quote, isn't considered for this ranking, the company says in a note about its methodology. Forbes magazine says Bloomberg is is the world's ninth richest person worth $55.5 billion. $55.5 billion. Running as a leftist. Now you know, then, he didn't earn it the old-fashioned way, at least not all of it. Or he wouldn't be running as a leftist. I got a lot more on Bloomberg. You want to hear it? We'll be right back. So I've been watching these riots around the country. I'm absolutely sickened. I'm sure most of you are. You know, John Locke once said, law is not to abolish or restrain, but to preserve and enlarge freedom. Where there's no law, there's no freedom. You want to let rioters burn down your cities? There goes your freedom. You want to get rid of cops? There goes your freedom. You want to elect Joe Biden? There goes your freedom. As you've heard me say many times, I have a liberty agenda. And at Levin TV, which airs on Blaze TV, you can watch this come to life with our conservative pro-American content that reveres our Constitution and champions our individual freedoms. This is what we do each and every day. And there's never been a better time to check us out. Just go to levintv.com, L-E-V-I-N-T-V.com, and sign up today for a free 30-day trial. That's right. We're going to give you a full month of Levin TV and all the other great shows on Blaze TV at no cost to you, but only if you subscribe right now at levintv.com.
1: Paul Revere. Call him now at 877-381-3811.
0: See, folks, I'm not playing defense. I'm not going to spend another night talking about Pelosi and impeachment. And, Iran, we've done that a lot. And we'll circle back on that when the events change and the facts, additional facts are presented. But they talk so much about Trump and trashing Trump, trashing our economy, trashing our military, there isn't a time we talk about them? And that's what I'm trying to do in this program, and I hope the backbenchers are paying attention. This is how it's done. This is why this show does as well as it does, because we think for ourselves. We think about ideas and substance, and we go on offense. 2019 was a year of incredibly low mortgage rates, wasn't it? In fact, according to Freddie Mac. The annual average clocked in as the fourth lowest rate in almost 50 years. Now, I'm hoping you took advantage of them. But if you didn't, if you didn't, you're in luck. Because 2020 should be another good year for mortgage rates, so don't miss out. Make the 10-minute call to my friends, family-owned, American financing, and get your free, no-obligation mortgage review. Now, see if you can lower your rate and save hundreds. Maybe even $1,000 a month without resetting your loan term. These guys are in it to help you. Family owned and operated, as I said. An A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I know them. I talk to them. I trust them. And I really think you're going to like them. I mean, they've been helping people just like you for over 20 years. They're good at what they do. And that's saving people money. So call American Financing today. 888-900-1828. That's 888-900-1828. 888-900-1828. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Let's continue with Michael Bloomberg, who's bought and paid for by the Chinese. He sounds like it. Bloomberg's wealth the Washington Compost piece that nobody saw, is partly derived from his company's expansion far beyond its New York City roots. Bloomberg's company opened offices in Beijing 25 years ago, selling its terminal and financial information subscriptions. Bloomberg has long held the view that a growing Chinese economy is good for America, unquote, as he wrote in a 2008 article in Newsweek. Now, you see, Bloomberg... He has used his newspapers, his public positions, that is, stated positions, to align himself with the red Chinese totalitarian government. And he knows that they they love it when he defends them, promotes them. Now, as Bloomberg has urged cooperation with China, questions have been raised about whether his news service has been held back from publishing information that would offend the Chinese leadership. because because of concern that the government would expel his employees. At first, the company was praised for its willingness to produce tough reporting about the Chinese leadership. It won a prestigious Polk Award for its 2012 article about the family finances of Xi, who was then vice president. The company's terminal sales in China declined, and the government imposed restrictions on Bloomberg News employees. In fact, Bloomberg's website was blocked from being viewed on mainland China. But the following year, after Xi was elevated to the presidency, a follow-up investigation was not published. The New York Times reported at the time that Bloomberg's editors had refused to release the story as written because it would offend the Chinese leadership. A Bloomberg manager who quoted, was quoted as telling members of the Hong Kong Bureau, quote, if we run the story, we'll be kicked out of China, unquote. A Bloomberg reporter, suspected of leaking the information, was suspended and left the company, joining the New York Slimes. Bloomberg, who was then mayor of New York City, stressed at the time that he was not running Bloomberg LP, that his assets were in a blind trust. But, still, he said Bloomberg's editors had assured him they had not censored the information. That they returning to run the company in 2014. Bloomberg was asked by CNBC whether his news service had muzzled reporters. He responded, quote, In China, they have rules about what you can publish. We follow those rules. If you don't follow the rules, you're not in the country. Unquote. He not only hates the Second Amendment, he apparently hates the First Amendment. Since then, Bloomberg has spent many hours with China's leaders, and the relationship has blossomed. While the company's website is still blocked in China, as are other American media sites, including the Washington Composts. It's allowed to sell its terminals and subscription service, and it's expanded its operations in the country. About 200 of Bloomberg LPs, 20,000 employees work in mainland China. Another 800 work in Hong Kong. But the company's presence in China is invaluable in ways that don't show up in a balance sheet, enabling Bloomberg to provide economic data that is cru- crucial for many subscribers around the world. Parakana, founder of the strategic advisory firm Future Map, and author of the book The Futures is Asian, has written that Bloomberg's company is, quote, effectively the world's largest private intelligence service, unquote which is particularly notable in the relatively opaque Chinese marketplace. All right, so let's stop a second. So Bloomberg is peddling and selling information, and he needs access. He needs access to the country, needs access to the government, government officials, inside information. And they sell that to major investors, financiers, banks, for a very, very tidy sum all over the world. So he doesn't want to upset the Chinese government, or he doesn't get the information. He should be lucky he's not in Israel, because he'd be indicted for bribery, Mr. Producer. Do you know that? Like the great Benjamin Netanyahu. Subscribers around the world rely on Bloomberg-generated information to help them decide where and how to invest capital, a trove that is vital to China's efforts to entice investment in the government's bonds. So this really, really tight, unseemly relationship between Bloomberg and Xi, between his company and the red Chinese genocidal government. To meet that need, Bloomberg's company in March 2018 announced that it would add 333 Chinese government bonds to its Bloomberg Barclays Global Aggregate Index. Oh, That opened the way for tens of billions of dollars to flow from investment funds in the United States and elsewhere to four Chinese institutions that issue bonds, including the Chinese government and the China Development Bank. So Bloomberg is helping the Chinese government fund itself. It was a breakthrough achievement for Bloomberg LP in China. Bloomberg's company earns a licensing fee when investment firms use the index as the basis for their financial products. So he gets a cut of the action when other companies invest in these various Chinese government entities. A Bloomberg spokes idiot declined to say how much revenue the company expects to collect in such fees. By some estimates, investors are expected to pour some $150 billion into the Chinese bonds in the next couple of years. As a result, while Trump's tariffs are taking effect, Bloomberg's company is helping the Chinese economy, analysts said. This guy's running for the nomination in the Democrat Party. I hope the union workers are listening. I hope the hourly workers are listening. I hope American workers are listening. Because the guy's a fraud. He's a fraud. While Trump's taking on the red Chinese government, which has been cheating us and stealing our technology and all the rest, Bloomberg is funding their businesses. Quote, «Companies that control financial capital, pension funds, and other asset managers are the investors who have Bloomberg terminals and represent trillions of dollars of savings looking for high returns, kana said. Those are the investors that China is courting as it further opens its capital account to foreigners. And who's the main facilitator? Bloomberg. David Tabaka, who analyzes global indexes for Burton Taylor International Consulting, said the money flowing into China as a result of the index is very important to the country's leaders. It's a net positive for them, he said, but the inclusion of Chinese bonds in the index has been criticized by those who object to funds that may originate in the U.S. being used to support the communist country. See, part of the problem is this is too complicated for your average leftist. Bloomberg personally trumpeted the inclusion of Chinese bonds in the index, saying in a 2018 news release that it would, quote, enhance access to the world's third largest bond market, unquote, and is, quote, a testament to China's firm commitment to financial reforms, unquote. How so? I don't believe that. Now, Bloomberg's effort to influence U.S.-China policy has been particularly evident on trade issues, making him one of the most vocal U.S. business leaders opposing tariffs on China's exports. Bloomberg came to Washington in 2018 to announce he would lead an effort against trade policies that said would hurt the U.S. economy as well as strain ties with nations around the world, including China. And we can't let that happen, he said. But of course it was self-serving, wasn't it? That put him sharply at odds with the efforts of Trump, who in September boasted that he'd approved tariffs on more than half a trillion dollars worth of Chinese goods in an effort to get the country to negotiate. Let me tell you, if Bloomberg's the nominee... This is his Achilles heel, as well as his obsession against the Bill of Rights, including the Second Amendment. Bloomberg also strengthened his, tie, strengthened his ties to China in 2018 when he launched the inaugural meeting of the Bloomberg New Economy Forum. He envisioned it as similar to the World Economic Forum held annually in Davos, Switzerland. Bloomberg's forum, he said at the time, would focus on quote, China as an emerging power, and how we all work together. This guy's a sap for China. Talk about the Manchurian candidate, Mr. Producer. Unbelievable. Where does his loyalty rest? That's right, I said it. They've said a thousand times worse about Trump, and he doesn't have ties like this. The first forum was slated. Notice the media, by the way, at these Democrat debates and so they don't bring up Bloomberg. Whether he's there or not's beside the point. They don't bring any of this up. And here it is in the Washington Compost on January 1. The first forum... Well, let me finish the article. We're almost done after the break as we're near a hard break here. We'll be right back. Mark
1: Levin.
0: Do you know what we do at Levin TV on the Blaze TV Network? Well, we give you intelligent content you won't see anywhere else. how little honest discussion there is about Bernie the Red and Mike, who loves the Reds. But here, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start exposing each of these people. Like Klobuchar, no more talk about how she brutalizes her staff. Can't have that. Can't talk about that. You know, Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. Now, if there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Plus, SimpliSafe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. And you can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or SimpliSafe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Please go to simplysafe.mark.com. You go there now, get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplisaifemark.com to save on home security today. simplisaifemark.com I strongly encourage it. Let's finish the article. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. So the first form that he had... Chinese as an emerging power and how we all can work together was slated to be held in Beijing. But the U.S.-China trade war, as well as an overlap with a separate economic meeting, necessitated that it be moved to Singapore. Some 400 business and political leaders were invited with the keynote delivered by Wang, China's vice president and Bloomberg's buddy. The event was considered an excess by, a success by China, and in 2019, it was held in Beijing. Bloomberg was slated to oversee it once again, but he didn't attend because it conflicted with his announcement that he was running for president. Really? Is he running for president of the United States or China? Now that Bloomberg is a candidate, his decades of work in China and relationship with the Chinese leadership are drawing unprecedented scrutiny. From whom? At a time of continuing tensions between the countries with the world's two largest economies. Among those awaiting an explanation for his statement that Xi is not a dictator are advocates for Uyghurs, Kazakhs, and other ethnic minorities who've been forced into internment camps and other facilities in the Xinjiang region. Mr. Bloomberg is completely wrong in saying that Mr. Xi is not a dictator and completely wrong in saying he's responsive, said Louisa Grevy, director of global advocacy for the Uyghur Human Rights Project, with well, estimates that two to three million members of the ethnic group have been detained or disappeared. There's actual genocide on a massive scale going on here. And Bloomberg defends the perpetrators. No wonder he couldn't speak out and defend the president of the United States when he took out a genocidal murder. Grievy said that a series of Chinese moves, such as measures adopted that enable Xi to be president for life, are classic signs of a dictatorship. Some China experts said Bloomberg's declaration that Xi is not a dictator stems from his understanding that the Chinese government works through various layers of committees and not by a one-person edict. Okay, great. Cares what Bloomberg says. He's made a fortune off of China. Not a hotel here and there, a resort here and there, a golf club. He's made a fortune off of China. And nobody asks him about it. Instead, oh, where does he stand on gun control? Oh, what a good guy. And sodas? oh yeah. Not 32 ounces, like I said, the idiot. So you have two 16-ounce cups. He's not so smart. Plays the system. Our system, the Chinese system. So you heard him with his own big mouth defending the Chinese genocidal regime. Now I ask you, is that presidential material? And I haven't even gotten to what he's trying to do to our Constitution. The answer is no. He's another chameleon. Minds me of this, this dance idiot over in Israel. Quite frankly, he's a chameleon. So now, by listening to this show, you have. A great deal more information about Bernie Sanders, thanks to our the website over there at Reason. You have a great deal more information now about Mike Bloomberg, thanks to an article in the Washington Compost that they basically hid by releasing it on January first, when nobody's reading the news in the newspaper. More when I return. What about these protesters in Iran who support America, will not step on our flag, will not step on the Israeli flag, Her are calling for the ouster of the Islamo-Nazi who runs the Islamo-Nazi regime? Well, Martha Raditz, you know, the Obamas attended her wedding, you remember her. She was on Good Morning America today, and she gave us some of her insight. Cut one, go.
6: A week ago, this was a country with masses of people shouting down the United States. But this morning in Iran, the anger is aimed at their own leaders. In the aftermath of Soleimani's death, Iranians were united, angrily protesting against the United States drone strike on Soleimani. Now Iran's unity shattered, Iranian protesters ripping down posters of Soleimani, the slain military leader, and some protesters refusing to trample the image of an American flag.
0: Wow. You know who unleashed this, Mr. Producer? Donald Trump. But they don't mention Donald Trump. Why don't they mention the President of the United States? This isn't World War III. What happened? The press must be very miserable. Nancy Pelosi, AKA Tehran Pelosi, on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos, Democrat, talking to Democrat. What does she think about the protesters? Cut to go. Do you support those
5: protesters and would it be a good thing if they brought the regime down? Well, the, regi- the protesters are are protesting, as I understand it, this brand of protesters, about the fact that that plane went down. let's just then-
0: stop a second. He didn't answer her question. Would it be a good thing if they brought the regime down? So she's minimizing the protesters. She's sort of... Carving them up into groups. This is just a group of, you know, pro- depends which protesters, what brand of protesters there are, you see. I'm telling you, these people are diabolical and insane. Go ahead.
5: Students. Uh, were on that plane, and these are largely students in the street. I think the Iranians should have not had commercial flights going off when there was... they're calling out the regime for lying, they're saying death to Khomeini as well. No, well, whatever it is, but the fact is this... Well,
0: whatever it is, you know, at least it's not Trump. Whatever it is, uh, move along here. Go ahead. There were
5: protesters in the streets before against the regime. After the taking out of Soleimani, there were protesters in the street joined together, as you know, against us. That wasn't uh,
0: That Those protesters were a little different. I'm sure many of them work for the government and the regime. Why is Nancy Pelosi rooting against the country? Rooting against our military? Rooting against... The people who seek freedom in Iran. And then when you say, well, obviously, if she's rooting against them, she must be supporting the other side. How dare you? Oh, my God! You need to apologize. Are you suggesting? No, I'm stating it flat out. She has no moral core. This is what I'm talking about. She has no moral core. But she's prayerful. So what? Go ahead.
5: Breaking down this plane is a terrible, terrible tragedy. And they should be held accountable for letting commercial flights go at a time that was so so dangerous. Uh, But there are different reasons why uh, people are in the
0: streets. So she dismisses the protesters. Dismisses them. And never answers whether it would be a good thing if the regime were brought down. Sounds like she supports it to me. Well, how, what else do you conclude from this? It's really a simple answer. Of course I support the protesters. That is a genocidal regime. And of course it would be better if that regime were brought down. She can't say it. And she won't say it. And how dare you say that she supports the enemy? Now, John Kerry on Deface the Nation. why so I tell you, you watch these Sunday shows, I'll give you the clip. Don't waste your time. Keep your sanity. Margaret Brennan. Who does she work for? I don't know. One of the news outlets. Deface the Nation, CBS. I never watched Deface the Nation. Do you, Mr. Producer? Who the hell wastes their time doing that? I'd rather cut my fingernails. Uh, she's asking some questions about the Iran deal funding. And John... F.U. Carey gets very angry about it. And by the way, please, somebody, if you're listening to the program, tell them stop. Stop inserting the mashed potatoes into your face, John. It's a grotesque look. It was bad enough, but now look at yourself. Cut five, go. I
7: want to play a soundbite of what you said in 2016 to CNBC when you were asked about how Iran would spend the money. I think that some of it will ha- end up in the hands of uh, uh, the IRGC or of other entities, some of which are labeled terrorist. Uh, in, it, you know, to some degree, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every uh, component of that can be prevented, but I can tell you this. Right now we are not seeing the early delivery of funds going to that kind of endeavor at this point in time. Uh, I'm sure at some point some of it will.
6: I remember talking to you at the time,
7: money is fungible. Sure. Why though, Absolutely. did you money think is that that was a risk worth taking if you knew the possibility of, of what would happen with that money? Well, what I was really saying, I think, uh, uh, first of all, Margaret, you are an expert at this. You were there. You know that the president's tweet is a lie, and the president tweeted this morning because I am coming on the show, and he knew you'd ask me the question, or he'd push you in a place where you did ask the question. You and the media, I think, need to call a lie a lie. You know that Secretary didn't get I asked you that question, question in 2015 too. No, no, no. <laughs> but let me just finish. You know, yes, and I'll, I'll answer that. I was saying clearly some money from the budget of Iran is going to go to the IRGC. It always has. That's no surprise.
0: If it's no surprise, then you gave money to the enemy. Aid and comfort. Beyond that, you gave money to the enemy because you knew some of it would go to the enemy, even though you say you don't know how much. And then you call the president a liar. Aren't you the jerk who got up in front of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, I think it was 1971, and stated under oath? That American soldiers were committing all kinds of war crimes? You liar. You remember that, ladies and gentlemen? Genghis Khan. It's Genghis Khan, you idiot. Genghis Khan. Now notice how they dragged these people back. John Kerry. Who the hell wants to hear from John Kerry? One of the worst secretaries of state in American history. Who wants to hear from this? I'll be right back. love In. All right, let's take a few calls here. What do you say? What do you say? Rod, Des Moines, Iowa, XM Satellite. How are you, sir? Hello? Yes, sir. Go right ahead.
10: Yes, Mr. Levin, I can't tell you what an honor it is to to speak with you. I watch you all the time, listen to you on the radio. Thank you. Uh, You mentioned earlier about being in union, and I I listen to you. I pay attention. I've been a cop. I'm in my 39th year in law enforcement. Wow. Uh, And I just can't understand how anybody could support or vote for any one of those people on the Democratic side. I just don't get it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's not, it wouldn't be not be an honor or privilege to work for any one of those people.
0: You know, these guys talk about unions and jobs and the middle class. They destroy everything they say they support. They destroy them with their economic policy. They're all about government. They're not about the, the private sector. They're not about jobs. They're about government. Yep. It's big government. We'll take care of you. And, yeah, but, but, no, but let's even look at some of these government unions, the cops and the firefighters. Tell me, how does de Blasio treat the cops and the firefighters in New York?
10: Uh, pardon my like crap. But, well, it's a darn.
0: That's right. Treats them like crap. Yep. So these would, big city uh, mayors, they're not, they're not standing behind the cops and the firefighters. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
10: No, and then they want us to stand up and take a bullet for them or stand there and protect them from everybody else, but they treat us like crap. No, that doesn't work that
0: way. Yeah, so, so what are they for? They're leftists. They just want to impose their policies. They are never... Have you ever seen one of these people affected by their own policies?
10: Yep. They want to take you know, take the guns. I mean, I'm a, I'm a gun guy myself, obviously, in the job that I have. And uh, People have asked me, uh, I'm running for sheriff this year in the county that I live in, and what would you do if the government told you to do this, if they come and tell you we need to register these firearms, take the guns? I said, that ain't going to happen. I won't do it. I will turn my badge in. I'll quit.
0: You're running for sheriff where?
10: Uh, in the small county, uh, uh, Hamilton County.
0: And what's your name?
10: Uh, Rod Hickok.
0: I wish you the best of luck, sir. We'll talk to you later. Take care. If it's a he must be good, Mr. Producer. Lisa, New York City, the great WABC. Go.
5: Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. Uh, I just want to say thank you for pointing out uh, Bloomberg's interest in China. Um, with your help... And you're on every night, and last night was a fantastic show. You are helping me educate these Democrats in New Jersey to flip to Trump.
0: And I I love you for that. Well, you're very sweet. Thank you.
5: All right, you have a great weekend, and listen, zinc lozengers.
0: (laughs) Everybody has ideas. I shouldn't even suggest this. I wonder if my pneumonia's back, Mr. Producer. We're going to get this all checked next week. I just, I'm not pushing it. I'm not saying it is. It Could just be the asthma. I'm honest with you folks. I tell you everything. I'm not going to take three weeks off because this is going on, because it won't matter. There's too many urgent things going on. I just hope it's not so painful for you to listen. We're doing the very best we can. Trust me. All right. George, Valencia, California. a.m. the answer. The great KRLA where we are live and national. Go right ahead.
6: In reference to all your socialist uh, comments, you know, Stalin would have never been elected unless he voted and had the people vote on a democratic socialist. He did not run on a communist platform because he knew the people would, would never accept it. So he won. But the problem that America has... We're not teaching our children when a red flag goes up, when someone is fabricating a problem and someone comes in and says, we have the answer or solution to it, and isn't it worth giving up some of your liberties so we can solve the problem? That's the red flag that everyone should notice flying high in the sky. They're asking for sacrifice, and that is the litmus test of a tyrant.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You're exactly exactly right. Thank you for your call. Nick, Los Angeles, California. Also, 870 The Answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. Go.
8: Hey, uh, what about uh, uh,
11: Bloomberg being instrumental in preventing America's mayor from running for a third term? But what did he do when he was elected? He ran for a
10: third term. And he, I think he would want to
0: declare... He, he changed, uh, I guess it was the city charter or whatever they call it, so he could run a third term. Yeah, this guy is very uh, tyrannical in my humble opinion.
11: Well, if he were by some chance, which I hope not, win and be president, he would declare himself president
0: for life. Well, I don't know about that. The guy's 77 years old, but who knows. All right, my friend, thank... Although, isn't he one of the younger ones running now, Mr. Producer? Bernie's 103, I think. I think uh, Biden is the mind of a four-year-old, so it doesn't really matter. You know, I remember when Reagan was running, he was 69 years old. We never had anybody run who was this old. Got people running for president who were 77 and 78 years old. And I have to say, this isn't ageism. That's too old. Too old. I'm sorry. Did I say too old? I meant it. Bill Weld is a reprobate, was the governor of Massachusetts, was a U.S. attorney in Massachusetts. I know him. He was part of a cabal that tried to force the great Attorney General Ed Meese out of office. And William Weld did that as head of the criminal division because he had political interests in Massachusetts. Having served in the Reagan administration for Ed Meese, he knew full well that wouldn't fly. But trying to take out Ed Meese in a coup, that would work. Apparently it did. But by the way, not with Ronald Reagan. He and another guy by the name of Arnold Burns, who was the deputy attorney general, went to Ronald Reagan. And tried to get Reagan to fire Ed Meese. One of the most decent, ethical, moral, kind men I've ever known in my life. And they tried to set him up the way they tried to set up Trump and Netanyahu, the usual, you know, mafia tactics. Although even the mafia doesn't do that Worse than mafia tactics And Bill Weld was one of them He's a sleazeball And so he's on CNN with Brian Stelter Speaking of sleazeballs Cut six, go
11: What's it been like for you in recent months? Hold
0: Hold on now Look, I know my melodious voice My harmonious voice Is what it is
6: But I don't talk like Minnie Mouse. Brian Stelter has not finished going through puberty. I'm convinced of this. In fact, I think Brian Stelter's pre-bubescent. The pre-bubescent Brian Stelter is on CNN. One day he'll be transitioning to an adult, but not right now. And Brian Stelter is the media reporter for CNN. Meaning, he has his head so far up Jeffrey Mother Zucker's butt, he can see through Zucker's eyes. It's unbelievable. Brian Stouter does voiceovers for Disney. Yes, he does. He does Minnie Mouse, I'm convinced of it. But here he is with Bill Weld, cut six, Go.
11: What's it been like for you in recent months on the campaign trail, trying to drum up attention What's it been
0: like with him on recent months? Bill Weld? On the campaign trail? I mean, Biden can't even get four people in a room. Weld doesn't have a campaign trail. He doesn't have a trail of any kind. Doesn't have a campaign of any kind.
6: Which is why Brian's bringing him on his show. Go ahead.
11: In the GOP primary, do you feel like you're running against not just Trump, but the pro-Trump media as well? Well, you know,
10: people say, what about Fox News? I've been on Fox News plenty in the old days. I mean, this is not about Fox News. This is about Donald J. Trump, who demands exclusive loyalty uh, from everybody. (laughs) That's not
0: why. You're a guy that doesn't even appear on the radar, you idiot. You're not owed anything. The reason you're not on my show these any other shows is because... You don't matter. Might as well have a homeless guy on here. You're not going to win. You're not even relevant. And by the way, neither is Brian Stelter. He has no ratings.
6: But why, why is it that Fox won't put you on?
0: Because you're an idiot. With no support. But that's why CNN puts him on. I'll be right back.
7: Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811.
6: Hi, I'm Brian Stelter. Bill Weld. How come Fox won't have you on your show?
0: Well, you know, I used to be on Fox all the time, you know. Used to be on Fox all the time. They're just trying to cover up the juggernaut that is the Bill Weld for president juggernaut you know
6: yes I agree right wing media over there at Fox just unbelievable over at CNN at least we, we report the news over here
0: but you know that Fox they just won't put the likes of me Bill Weld on TV Joe Walsh you know Joe Walsh and I been talking about this we've We've been noodling and canoodling, and we just can't figure it out.
6: Who's Joe Walsh?
0: Oh, uh, he's a one-term congressman, failed at radio. Oh! All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ExpressVPN is the software that I and thousands of my fans use every day to protect our data online. In the time since I started using ExpressVPN... Hacking methods have grown more sophisticated. As an individual Internet user, you don't need an IT department, you can't afford one anyway, to protect you from online threats. What you do need is the best, Express VPN. Now, I've been talking about ExpressVPN on my show for so long now that you already understand why encrypting your network data is so important. But some of my wonderful Levinites out there still haven't triggered this. I don't know why that is. You might be thinking that security threats don't affect you personally, but that's the wrong way to think about this. Not using ExpressVPN is like leaving your front door unlocked every time you go out. Now, of course, nothing might happen for years. But when a break-in does happen, it's devastating. One of the easiest ways to secure your Internet data is with ExpressVPN. You click one button on your computer or smartphone and you're protected. It's that simple. So my only question is, are you going to get going on this and protect yourselves, your privacy, your confidentiality, your data? It's ExpressVPN. That's the superstar of VPNs. Visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com. It's that simple. Expressvpn.com. mark And you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN absolutely free. Protect your internet, your privacy today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. Go to expressvpn.com slash Mark to get started. Uh-oh, somebody disagrees with me. John, Denver, Colorado, the great KVOR. Go.
8: Hello, Mark. How are you? Lovely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's an honor to talk to you.
0: Well, yes, it is, but I'm still here for you, sir. Thank you.
8: I appreciate that. You know, they negotiated that treaty in Iran over a two-year period, and when they finally signed it, uh, even Putin came out and said that, you know, he supported it and even had, you know, praise for the Obama administration and the others that
0: well, Why wouldn't he?
8: They held in until it was negotiated in July of 2015 after they'd been trying to do it for two years. Then the UN Mm -hmm. endorsed it, all NATO endorsed it, the Security Council endorsed it, including China. Hold on,
0: slow down, slow down. We run NATO. NATO had no choice. Obama was president of the United States. the, The UN Security Council was more than happy to back one of the genocidal regimes, couldn't even believe the United States was going along with this. Iran is an ally of China. And it's an ally of Russia and, of course, France, Britain and the rest. Quite weak.
8: My point is that they endorsed it and they were at the table for over two years. Some of those people, even the guy from Iran said, this is the best treaty you can come up with. So I don't understand why the president undid it, you know, never since.
0: Well, I'll give you a few reasons why we weren't allowed to uh, uh, to go to their military sites to inspect. Don't you think that's a problem?
8: Now you can't go anywhere because
0: they've pulled... Sir, sir, pay attention. They got $150 billion. Now we can't go anywhere. We have the same eyes on that country as we had before. They never allowed us to go to the areas where they're advancing their ICBMs and their nuclear program. They dug it way under the, into these mountains, into these military sites, and we were not allowed to inspect them. Now you say, well, we can't go anywhere. We couldn't go where it matters before. Just read an article And today. so what? And so I don't know why you're calling me if you don't want my answer. And so what this president did is said, and we're going to get out of this deal. I'm going to put economic sanctions on them, which was not permitted under the deal unless certain things were triggered. And we're going to deal with this country the way this country needs to be dealt with, because it keeps threatening us, and it keeps pushing for ICBMs and nuclear warheads. This President's not obligated to follow a non-treaty put in place by the prior president. Because he couldn't get a treaty adopted. And how come you didn't mention that? Because of the Congress. They were against it. Well, of the- course, it's because of the Senate, actually. They were against it. Exactly. You, if you're going to pass or put in place a major nuclear, what it is, is a treaty, you have to follow the treaty clause of the Constitution. He couldn't because he didn't have the votes.
8: No. No ah,
0: way- get off the phone, you idiot. doesn't matter what I say about Putin and the, and the Chinese and the Security Council? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Iran right now has a devastatingly weak economy, thanks to this president's activities, the way Reagan dealt with the Soviet Union. You know... The reason why certain men are great is because, for the most part, not exclusively, but for the most part, while they're doing what they're doing, they're attacked, they're demeaned, they're degraded, they're undermined, and yet they still persist, and they still do what needs to be done. Donald Trump has done more to deal with Iran than any president since Reagan sank their navy. Period. More than the Bushes, more than Clinton, clearly more than Obama. Obama was worse than Neville Chamberlain. i explained this for years. Neville Chamberlain came back from peace in our time. But he didn't meet Hitler with $150 billion to give him. But it's their money. But we had it under control. And I don't know what their money means. But we couldn't see what we needed to see, and we couldn't go where we needed to go. Now, that may make some people sleep better at night. Not me. Not me. Corey, Jensen Beach, Florida. Beautiful area. On the Mark Levin app. Go.
10: Mark, happy new to Year you, to you and your family. Thank you. Can you hear me? I'm with you. Um, I just wanted to point out about the most treasonous politician, probably in our history, in my opinion, at least,
0: and that is John Kerry. What he did at the end of the Vietnam War to our fellow servicemen. Outrageous. What he, did, what he did in his speech at the end of his term towards Israel, you know, at the end of the Obama administration, that speech was All absolutely right. Disgusting. Yep. And, and then, of course, his involvement also in the Iran deal. Yep. A friend of mine pointed out to me, since you like nicknames for people, that he's Lurch from the Adams family. He calls well, a number him of people have called him Lurch, to be, to be honest with
10: you. So you know that right? Not yeah.
0: me, but others have called him Lurch.
10: All right. I didn't know if you knew it. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful I just call New him
0: Year dumbass, and, you know. That's just the way it is. Right. He's a major reprobate, as you would call him. <clears throat> yes. All right, my friend. Thank you. But I guess we should thank his plastic surgeon, but boy, have they messed up his face. It was messed up already, don't you think, Mr. Producer? Really screwed it up. That's why I say they they obviously squirted mashed potatoes into his face. Or applesauce or something, it just keeps moving around. You want to hear Chuck Schumer today? Of course not, but we shall. The brilliant, the genius Chuck Schumer. What did he have to say that was... So intelligent on the floor of the United States Senate today. Cut nine, go! I think the president's afraid. If he says everything's
9: fine and he did nothing wrong, why is he so afraid of Bolton and the other three witnesses? You know,
0: you're such a slime ball. You're the guy that pushed for the special counsel. What's he afraid of? The most investigated president that I can remember. Subpoenas, lawsuits, U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District, special counsel Mueller... Endless Democrat committees, his family, his businesses, his banks, his finances, his staff, White House staff, the president's afraid. Hey, I have an idea, jackass. Why don't we submit you, or you submit, to the same kind of investigations that Trump has has had to deal with? How about a criminal investigation of you and your family? How about sworn testimony from your children, you creep? How about we look at your bank accounts, you jerk? Ten years of your tax returns. How about we give you a real good anal exam? How about that, moron? This is why they hate me, see. That's why they hate me. I don't really care. I get sick and tired of these buffoons. You dare to question them, they're so thin-skinned. You dare to question us? Who do you think you are? It's an impeachable offense. It's like the media. He called us the enemy of the people. We're not the enemy of the people. Oh my God. He's the greatest threat to the freedom of the press since Obama. I mean, the greatest threat to the freedom of the press ever. We've never seen anything like this. Meanwhile, do they shut the hell up? No. Do they correct their ways? No. Like somebody's threatening them. Oh, wow. Really threatened. Over there at CNN. CNN and MSNBC. It's an annual competition. The dumbest hosts ever. I'll be right back. Mark love I mean, this guy Schumer is such an idiot. They just had these hearings in the house. Could have called any witness they want. They controlled the entire process president must be hiding something. They wouldn't allow the Republicans to call witnesses. They wouldn't allow the president's counsel to call witnesses. They wouldn't allow the president's counsel to be present for cross-examination. Then I heard that idiot, Tehran, Nancy's daughter, Pelosi, whatever her name is, you know, the president, and the vice president, they were free to go up to Congress and testify. Ladies and gentlemen, when's the last time a president or vice president testified before Congress? The reason they don't do that is because of separation of powers. They cannot bow to the power of the House or the Senate. Now they know that, but they keep throwing that out there for the dimwits in their base, including the media, of course. Presidents don't testify before Congress. Sitting presidents, anyway. Chaminade's New Year's inventory clearance sale is only one more week for good reasons, because New Year's is over. Start the new decade off right by looking younger than you ever have. Guaranteed or your money back. Just listen to Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama, one of my favorite towns. Oh my God, I love this product. I saw a difference the second time I used it, she said, and recommend to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. Just like Beverly, see that double chin and turkey neck disappear with the famous Genocel jawline treatment with MDL technology. Order right now, and the classic Genesil for eye bags and puffiness is yours. Free, plus genocell's immediate effects results in 12 hours. During this inventory clearance, you'll get the incredible Genesel Eyelid Lift for drooping eyelids also. Free, call 800-SKIN-604, I like my buddy Teddy. Oh, he's got the softest skin, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com, that's Genesel.com. I'm not kidding. Order today and get Genesel XV, anti-wrinkle treatment, also free. That's five free gifts. All orders will automatically be upgraded to priority shipping for free. Order now, five free gifts. It's a simple phone call and you won't regret it. 800-SKIN-604. 800-SKIN-604. Or go to Genesel.com, that's genocell.com. As you know, uh, Joe Scarborough is a loathsome human being who does his show from Jupiter, Florida so he can be in touch with the people. Now, I don't have a problem with people living in Jupiter or anywhere else in Florida. But why pretend that you're doing a show from Washington when you're in Jupiter, Florida? And by the way, is he the goofiest looking guy, Mr. i B- I'm quite serious. He's got that Pompadour going like Woody the Woodpecker. He's got the face of that Banjo player on the bridge and deliverance. Oy, oy, oy. He's got a face for MSNBC. No offense, of course. He's one of the nastiest human beings crawling on the earth. And he brings in this guy, Rick Wilson. This guy, Rick Wilson. Rick Wilson uh, looks like the guy who stands on the corner. Hey, everybody. Want cigarettes? You understand what I'm saying? All right. Cut 12.
11: Go. Since we have four, count them. We didn't plan this. But since we have four former Republicans here.
0: Wow. uh, How did that happen, Mr. Producer? Four former Republicans. You think it just happened or you think they were invited because they're four former Republicans? Wow. Wow. I'll tell you this morning, Schmo Show. No wonder its ratings are in the toilet. I mean, are so strong. Go ahead.
11: Uh, You will hear from like... Our good friend Charlie Pierce, that the party was always corrupt, it was always rotten, it was always racist. Ah, that Charlie
0: Pierce. Man of the people. Who the hell is he?
6: Who the hell is Charlie Pierce?
0: Go ahead. So,
11: uh, Rick, there are a lot of times where I've been sitting around the last three years going, wait a second. Were the liberals right? Were all those liberals that said the GOP was racist and that evangel—like All the things... That I've been my entire life, evangelical. I want
0: to congratulate Mika Brzezinski, if that is her name. Man, oh man, oh man! You have slapped this guy into shape from your left-wing goofball kook position. You really have. This guy now has been so whipped, if you get my drift, Mister Producer. He is a mouthpiece. For the ignoramus left. Unbelievable. And look at the conga line of freaks he brings up. Charlie Pierce, everybody. Nobody knows who the hell Charlie... Rick Wilson. Nobody knows who the hell Rick Wilson is. Both these guys look like they were hit by a Greyhound bus. And not in the back, in the front. Ah, that Rick Wilson, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, that Rick Wilson. We've ever had a consultant like that Rick Wilson, boy. I'll tell you, that Rick Wilson? What a jackass with a negative IQ. This is the gathering of the negative IQ crowd. You know, they've been saying with that weird accent of this Joe Scarborough. You know, they've been saying that the Republican Party is racist. Here we have former Republicans. I mean, Republicans here. And MSNBC. Really? Oh, yeah. Former Republicans. Remember they said GOP is racist and all those things? Go ahead.
11: Baptist. Right. Uh, a proud southerner uh like you just you just go down the list right now you look at it and you know 95 percent of the people who voted for me when i was running a very on a very different yeah. platform uh they're all and What, what
0: of- platform were you running on joe well what was that platform the great joe scarborough Great congressman. Anybody remember what Joe did in Congress? Anybody? Hey, sounds like Bob Hope. Hey, I'm Bob Hope over here. Go ahead. You know, I think the Trump... By the way, this idiot's name is Rick Wilson. You know, I think uh, some... It's uh, yeah, unbelievable what's taking place here. Some very dark things that we wanted to look away from a long time ago. Now we're looking at straight in the face. But wait a minute, it's a mirror. My God, I scared myself. While we're out of time, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I want to thank you for joining us, and we will see you right here tomorrow. God bless.